are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. It is August 11th, 2021. My name is Tydan Gonzalez, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am, of course, joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. This is our third episode of Locked On Mariners since we took over the show. So if this is your first time tuning in since then, hello and welcome. Colby and I have been podcasting about the Mariners together for the last, uh, I don't know, three or four years. Has it been that long, Colby? It's been three or four years. Yeah, man, that's been a long time. Uh, along with this show, we host another Mariners podcast called Control the Zone, which we post every Monday and Wednesday on Patreon. So if you want to hear us talk more about the Mariners today, we'll have a new episode out for you on patreon.com forward slash control the zone later tonight. But on today's episode of Locked on Mariners, we will be getting into that brutal extra innings loss against the lowly Rangers last night at T-Mobile Park. Then we'll get a bit more, you know, hashtag positive by discussing the double A promotions of top Mariners pitching prospects, Emerson Hancock and George Kirby. And then we'll wrap things up with a preview of tonight's game. A must win for the Mariners with Tyler Anderson on the mound against former top prospect Spencer Howard of the Rangers. But first, be sure to subscribe or follow us wherever you prefer your podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. Colby, last night was aggravating to say the least but putting that aside for a moment if you're able to how are you doing <laughs> not well <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if you saw the uh the locked on now that i did on twitter um or if you heard uh, my my voice in that really uh i was uh very low energy for a very good reason because that game was uh bad it was bad. It was yeah. really, really bad. I just I just logged off of social media. Um, Probably too much. <laughs> yeah, after the uh, the second hit, uh, the second run, the Rangers scored in the uh, yeah. in the yeah. tenth. I was just I'm I'm done, and it it yeah. uh, you know at that it was point, predictable, right? Yeah, oh, it was yeah. very um, predictable. Yeah, the pathetic at bats that you got from JP Crawford and and Mitch Haniger with the bases loaded and nobody out. Yep. I mean, I, I not the first time that Mitch Haniger had a uh, pathetic bat either uh, in that no. game with runners in scoring position. He had the first two at bats were great, uh, and then they went straight downhill into garbage town. It, it was it was they were bad, and I mean, Mitch Haniger and JP Crawford could have sat in the batter's box and won that game for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Instead, they decided to swing. And that's not even the most aggravating part of the ninth inning. What is Scott Service doing asking Cal Raleigh, who hasn't had to bunt in like 10 years, to lay down a bunt when the closers just walked two guys? Why? <laughs> what is the point of that? <laughs> you have a struggling pitcher on the mound who's just walked back-to-back guys, and your grand strategy is, let's give the Rangers an out. Why wouldn't we do that? Of course we should give the Rangers an out. I What? I the yeah. whole thing was aggravating. That's not to count the number of ninety-two mile an hour fastballs right down the pipe that Mariners hitters were just like, eh, no, I'm not going to swing at that. That that'd be too easy to hit. 
let me try and get that cutter off the plate. That'll, that'll be the pitch I want to try and swing at. I just, the whole night was aggravating as heck. Gilbert was aggravating as well. He just, I mean, the final numbers were mm-hmm. fine, but it was, it was not a particularly great outing from him. Um, nope. It, it, it's just, and then of course it, it doesn't matter because everybody's going to heap the blame on the bullpen and, and it's, that's, that's not the bullpen's fault. Could the bullpen have been better? Yeah, sure. Sure, but that, but that loss isn't on the bullpen. That loss yeah, that is one hundred percent on the offense. Oh, they it's, had, yeah, they uh, they they had um, bases loaded. Jake Bowers walked. Jared Kelnick walked. Cal Raleigh singles, and then Jake Fraley, of course, in typical Jake Fraley fashion, walks in a run, the tying run. They have no one out. No one out. The game is right there to be won. All you need is a fly ball. And not even that deep of a fly ball because the runner on third was Kelnick, right? Yep. So (laughs) you didn't even need that much out of your leadoff hitter and your number two hitter Mm -hmm. against Spencer Patton. Uh, It just... Yeah, it, that put that's the ball what in. that's what that whole game boils down to. And again, you had other opportunities to take the lead in this one, did yep. not capitalize. I mean, they they you know, we talked yesterday about how good they've been against Colby Allard or mm-hmm. rather how bad Colby Allard has been against them, however you want to look at it. And there were some horrible at-bats against Colby Allard. I mean, Luis Torrens was Those were putrid. Just- his first two at bats were the least competitive at bats I've ever seen in my life. He stared in those first two at bats. He stared at four pitches down the middle of the plate. And then he had the nerve to look it back at the umpire. Like you called that a strike. Of course he did. Yeah. That's where you tell the batting practice pitcher to throw it. Come on. It, it, it was so bad. Those were the worst two at bats I've ever seen at the major league level. I would have been more understanding if he had just swung at three pitches over his head than him just sitting there and staring at fastballs down the middle of the plate and then pretending that the umpire was was not giving him a good zone. Get out of here, Luis. That's on you. Those were terrible. I The whole night was just piling on top of each other, and it, it, it was bad. It, it was a pathetic effort. It, it, at times, it looked like they didn't care. Now, they're professionals. Of course they care, but at times, it was... Mm, I don't know. It's like, why are you not swinging at that pitch? And then when you get into the night, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of weird takes. Uh, Abraham yes. Toro had a had a really weird take for a called strike yep. three. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like right down the pipe. Uh, yep. Yeah, just a really weird uh, approach it, from from the Mariners setters last night. It felt like against the only thing they cared about. Staff. Yeah, it felt like the only thing they cared about was making the Rangers throw more pitches. Like, yeah, which isn't like, really what you want to do against no. the Rangers. The Rangers are bad. <laughs> They're bad. When they give you a cookie, eat it. It's not that hard. I, I don't understand this 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 game plan of oh well we'll just get, we're going to wait for our pitch. Fastballs down the middle at ninety two miles an hour are not your pitch. Yeah. What are we doing? That was an awful, awful, awful offensive uh, game plan approach. Whatever what execution, whatever it was, it stunk on ice and it just it all culminates in the ninth inning when you get literally Mitch Hanniger could have gone up there and sat down and he would have given you a better at bat than what you actually got from him. Same goes for JP Crawford. Yeah. The Rangers were literally Rough. going to hand you that win 
and you were just like, mm-hmm. nope, don't want it. Yep. Rough night overall uh, for the bats. And, you know, you mentioned it as well with Logan Gilbert. 72 fastballs of his 97 pitches and all. He threw 19 sliders and only uh, and only six of them went for strikes or non-balls, basically. 13 of them were called for balls. And then he had four curveballs and two change-ups or Maybe it was the other mm-hmm. way around. Either way, um, yeah, all those fastballs from Logan Gilbert is a problem. You know, we talked about it yesterday that he needs to develop, you know, le- a legit secondary slash tertiary option, which he does have. He just hasn't been able to execute it at the major league level thus far, or at least he's really shied away from it. He's really shied away from the from the changeup, and I know that it hasn't really been a great pitch for him thus far, but he shows no confidence at all in that offering right now no it's 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 not a good pitch um and and gilbert against good teams is going to get lit up if he Mm -hmm. goes out there with that game plan now the fastball control and command were pretty good he was throwing him for for strikes and at the end of the day six innings two runs against anybody is a solid outing but you you can't survive in major league baseball with a fastball only a fastball no matter how good it is. So um, he's got some stuff to figure out. That, w- that was coming off of an extra day's rest. So yeah, honestly, I'm a little concerned about Logan Gilbert, not in the long term, just for the rest of the season. Uh, he's got to figure something out. He needs a secondary pitch. And at times we've seen him have a really good slider or a really good changeup. And against, you know, the team like the Yankees, he had both. But since that Yankees start, he hasn't had either. It's just been fastball. And it's it's been, you know, frustrating to watch because it's yep. just it's it's not even close with the other pitches right now yeah so coming up we'll be talking about the double a promotions of george kirby and emerson hancock but once again this episode is brought to you by green room green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. And soon, you'll even be able to talk to Colby and I about the Mariners once a week. So go download the free Green Room app, now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and we can't wait to join you all on the app, so we'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Mariners room is live. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. This is Locked On Mariners. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about whether or not the Mariners should pick up Kyle Seager's club option this offseason, so be sure to join us then. But now let's talk about the double-A promotions of top Mariners pitching prospects, George Kirby and Emerson Hancock. Both of these guys, top prospects in the Mariners system. They have spent most of the season down at high A Everett. Both of them had shoulder fatigue and were off for a little bit here uh, in the midseason. Uh, Hancock at Everett, 31 innings pitch, 871 Ks per nine, 377 walks per nine, 232 ERA, 387 FIP. Kirby at high A Everett, 41 and two thirds innings pitch, 11.23 Ks per nine, 1.73 walks per nine. He actually walked someone. Breaking news. Uh, 238 ERA and a 240 
VIP. Uh, Kirby was promoted earlier on in the week. Hancock got called up the next day. What do you think about this? Uh, despite their their shoulder issues that they've had uh, earlier this year, and uh, what you know their additions to the Arkansas pitching staff means for that team. Yeah, uh, Arkansas probably has the best rotation in all of minor league baseball right now. Uh, yeah. you, look, you look at Kirby, you look at Hancock, you look at Williamson, you look at Brash. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm forgetting somebody, uh, but Devin those are sweets in there. Yeah, I mean th- those are four of the top ten-ish prospects in the Mariner system, um, and arguably the, the the four best starting pitching prospects in the Mariner system, depending on who you ask. And they're all on that Arkansas team. So uh, obviously, for that Arkansas team, <laughs> if you're if you're a fan, uh, you're going to have a lot of fun watching that team. Julio Rodriguez is down there as well, so. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the migration South from Everett to, uh, to Arkansas has been a real thing. Um, in terms of what it means for Hancock and Kirby, well, it means they're both healthy, um, relatively healthy. And, you know, we, we had heard that Jerry and, and, and Andy McKay and, and these guys, they, it wasn't like Hancock and Kirby were like severely hurt, right? This is a team right. being ultra conservative with two guys. Yep who didn't really get to pitch last year. Um, And it's just about, Hey, let's anything that's a little bit off. uh, We're not going to take a chance on. And besides that, these guys are probably on innings cap anyways. So, you know, let's not ask them to go out there and and burn five or six of their precious innings this year when they're not feeling a hundred percent. So it's good news that they're both healthy. Um, We'll see how they, how they handle double a, it is a step up in competition for both of them. Uh, the numbers in Everett were fine, but uh, both have you know legitimate things to work on, and both are still a little bit away from the big leagues. So uh, this isn't going to be a like a precursor to them coming up in September or anything like no. that. And I, I I don't believe this is a precursor to them having a real shot to make the big league club out of spring training next year um, because they both have legitimate things that they need to work on. And and mm-hmm. you know Double A just going to challenge them a little bit more and, and make those those weaknesses we'll call them for now a little more uh obvious or a little more uh you know harder to cover up with just the raw stuff you can get away with at the high level so uh it's it's a good thing for both of them it's a good thing for arkansas and hey it's it's fun for mariners fans to uh to start looking at that double a rotation and, and because you know double a you're literally one step from the big leagues so uh, it's, it's, it's worth getting excited about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kirby, uh, or for Kirby, it's really about what, what's beyond that fastball because the fastball is one of the best pitches in the entire system. Uh, it's about, you know, what can he develop behind that Hancock? It's more just about getting work, right? He didn't pitch last year after getting drafted. Um, this year he's only thrown 31 innings. So Slowly getting him there and um, ramping up competition for him. Should be exciting to see how these, uh, how both of these guys do uh, against higher competition. Um, you know, you you talked about it a little bit there, the timeline for them, and I'm sure uh, those of you listening are wondering what that timeline is. So, Colby, what do you uh, what do you think this does for their timeline, if anything, and when do you think we'll uh, see Emerson Hancock or George Kirby or both at the major league level? I think the earliest you you could possibly see either of them at the big league level is probably, you know, 10, 11 months from now. So, 
they're going to go through spring training. They're going to get big league invites. They're probably both going to head back to to double A, I would imagine. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how this thing goes. We'll see how quickly they progress. Um, but you know, this is a team that you hope is going out this off season to add veteran starting pitching to really raise the floor. And, and from everything we've been told, uh, that's their number one priority. They want yep. that, that top rotation starter, maybe not an ACE, but they want that, that number two, at least. And, and, and if that's the case, you can't really rely on Kirby or Hancock to be that right away. Uh, it's, it's not mm-hmm. fair to them. So can't yeah, even it, rely on Logan Gilbert to be that right now. No, I mean, right now, Gilbert's a four who's trying to figure things out, um, mm-hmm. you know, like most of the rotation is. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like both of these guys probably a year. And then I think, though, that the first time they're actually going to have a shot to stick, assuming they're both in the organization, they're pretty attractive as trade pieces. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But assuming yeah. they both stay in the organization, I don't think they actually come to the big leagues and stay until 2023. Um, and part of that is due to the whole year of development they lost due to the pandemic. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think you see them sometime next year in the summer. And then I think you probably see them have a legitimate shot to stick in a, in a Mariners rotation, uh, sometime in 2023, probably May or June of 2023. Now, baseball America's put Kirby ahead of Hancock in their rankings. I believe Kirby's in their what top 10, top 15. Uh, overall uh, major league prospect rankings. Yep. Um, where, who would you prefer to have over the two looking at both? Uh, I have Hancock rated slightly higher than Kirby in my, in my ranks. They're back to back and I, I get it for Kirby. It's about the breaking balls. They're both very inconsistent. They both flash as above average offerings. And obviously he has the, you know, the plus control and the above average command. Uh, but you know, he needs more than the fastball and, and the, the off speed stuff is still a work in progress. I think it'll yep. get there. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but it is yep. something that he needs to work on. And for Hancock, the changeups probably the best off speed pitch between the two. He also throws plenty of strikes, not quite the command, but the fastball velo comes a little bit easier. It, Hancock's just a little bit ahead of Kirby to me. Now, again, they're very close. Yep. So you can go either way, but I actually, I, I think Hancock still carries a little bit more upside and I think he's a little bit further along with his secondary pitches. So that's why I would have Hancock ahead of Kirby. But, you know, if Baseball America sees it the other way, I mean, they're they're not wrong. I'll say that. So, For sure. Um, so coming up, we're going to be talking about tonight's matchup between Tyler Anderson and Spencer Howard, a couple of deadline acquisitions for each team. But first, you know what gets my energy up after a disappointing loss, Colby? What's that, Ty? Some built bar, of course. And I might not just have one. I'm, I might have two. And by two, I mean I'll, I'll probably have three because guess what? They're healthy and tasty. I can devour my favorite flavor, the salted caramel, but then I might try my hand at a little, you know, cookies and cream, maybe a little coconut or strawberry or orange, and not even eclipse 500 calories in the process. One bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs as well. Plus, I can have all the delicious Built Bar flavors right at my fingertips with their mixed box, which gives you two of their nine flavors each. It's a great deal, and you can order today and get the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So what are you waiting for? Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your order. 
Use promo code Locked On for 15% off at Built.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Mariners. Tonight, the Mariners are going to try to bounce back against the Rangers in the second game of this three-game set. Spencer Howard on the mound for the Rangers tonight. Right-handed, former top prospect out of Philadelphia who uh, came over in the Kyle Gibson deal at the trade deadline. Tyler Anderson squaring off against him for the Mariners. In his two starts with the Mariners, he's gone 10 and a third innings pitch. Five earned runs allowed. 11 hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. Colby, what are you hoping to see from this Mariners team tonight? Uh, hit. Hit yeah. the freaking yeah. baseball into the field of play. Stop staring at 92-mile-an-hour cookies down the middle of the plate. Um, did I mention Hit. Hit the ball. I don't care if you lose. Do not lose three to two. Hit the ball against a struggling young pitcher. I don't care what his stuff is like. I don't care. Hit the ball. It's not that difficult. And if it is, you shouldn't be in the big leagues. When Jake Bowers is having the best at-bats after the seventh inning, you have an issue. Hit. Jesus. Hit the ball. Yeah. Advance it forward, please. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> oh, and it'd be nice if Anderson could go five or six again and, and you know, keep them in the game and play good defense and all and all that stuff, but hit. Get hits. Yes. Just swing the bat. Get it off your shoulders. Please. I would rather please. you swing at every single pitch tonight, no matter how close it is to the plate, than what you did last night. Last night was an abomination and an embarrassment to the game of baseball. Hit. Jesus. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. Hit the baseball. Swing at it. You can't hit the baseball when you watch it, sw- when you watch it get thrown by you at mediocre velocity. Hit it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. yeah. I second that notion, though. Uh, you have to absolutely hit in this game this is there is no excuse i mean you mentioned that that spencer howard has pretty good stuff obviously former top prospect but he hasn't really figured it out yet at the major league level so jump all over him uh you need to it's the the, (laughs) this is a must win i said it at the top of the show i i fully (laughs) i fully believe this is a must win for the mariners we talked about it uh on monday's show that i believe this team needed to sweep and obviously that's not possible now but you, you cannot lose this series to the Texas Rangers heading into the biggest series of the year against the Blue Jays, who, by the way, lost last night and you could have picked up ground on. Mm-hmm. It's really, really frustrating. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that the playoff chances are necessarily dead, especially now that the Red Sox are in the second wild card spot and they're awful right now. 
but you still got to leapfrog the the Jays. You still got to leapfrog the Yankees, and you're gonna have to it's leapfrog over. the Red Sox, who are still <laughs> game. Obviously, <seven> you're. <laughs> it's over. You're, By the way, yeah, you're, you're Spencer, just calling it, huh? Yeah, it's it's done. <laughs> Spencer Howard, sixty eight percent fastballs. He likes to throw it in the middle of the plate and up in the zone. The changeup is pretty good, but he also throws it up in the zone. The cutter is thrown up in the zone. The curveball is thrown up in the zone. <laughs> Go up there, attack the fastball. It's going to be down the middle of the plate. Ugh. There's a chance I throw something out of a window tonight <laughs> if I see more of what I saw last night. So, Well, if it's your computer, then uh, I presume you will not be joining me for tomorrow's episode. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a big time fact. Yes. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, if you don't see Colby tomorrow, I, I guess you know what happened, but uh, appreciate you tuning in. I uh, hope to see you tomorrow as we go over what is hopefully a better offensive performance than whatever that was last night from the Mariners. But if you want to keep the Seattle sports talk going, check out Locked on Seahawks as Corbin Smith, Nick Lee, and Rob Rang get you set for the team's first preseason game against the Raiders this Saturday. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez, and this has been Locked on Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.